We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Blue Wire. NBA most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Hello, uh, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am the fatigued Ty Windish. I am joined by the also fatigued but still spectacular Rohan Kadi. We are brought to you today by BetOnline.ag, NFL Sunday Ticket, and DoorDash, plus Greg Olson's terrific show, TE1. Packers are coming back soon, folks, and the Bucks are going out pretty soon. They just absolutely stunk it up, losing Game 3, 115-110 to the Miami Heat, despite carrying a 12-point lead into the fourth quarter. The Bucks lose the quarter by 27 points. I said it. I think last podcast or sometime in this series, it looks like they're going out sad. They certainly did not prove me wrong on that one tonight. I don't even want to ask you how's it going, Rohan, but I guess I have to. Rohan, how's it going? <laughs> just just 
fatigued is is well said. Just just fatigued. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, unfortunately Chris and Giannis aren't more fatigued because they're still not playing enough minutes. But I just I guess first thing I mean we have to go deep on this fourth quarter because it's literally the end of this Bucks run. Um, there this season at least maybe maybe more. Um, but I want to start with. Just to get something out of the way, so context and everything is apparent. Giannis might be hurt. He he, he came tweaked, down. He tweaked his ankle. He tweaked his ankle, and I I saw a couple people notice like some blood on his legs. I think I that was weird when I first saw that. At first, I I immediately thought it was blood, but it seemed like maybe it was a tear in the sleeve as well. Oh, it's okay. not really evident. Yeah, and and I would think. I mean, I I highly when doubt there's that blood, it's immediately cleaned up right away. Yes, and also like most of the gruesome injuries that could be hampered, and he—I'm sure he did. It looked like he turned his ankle, so he's playing on a bit of a bum ankle. I mean, we saw Luka Doncic do it. Not an impossible thing to do. It's worth—I just want to say it at top, so we don't get later like you're ignoring context. I, I don't think we are, um, and and I assumed if it was blood, it was probably from like a random scrape. I didn't think like. Giannis's knee inexplicably bleeding would be a whole different set of bad news. I don't. So that's like not a thing. That's normal knee injuries. It doesn't just exactly, exactly. So, but I just wanted to cover that up front. Um, Let's get into this fourth quarter because truly a mess, and I think truly a confluence of all the things we've had issues with for the last two years um, with with Mike Budenholzer as coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. If you want to talk about stars not playing enough, Chris Middleton ends the game with 36 minutes. Giannis doesn't even hit 35 minutes. If you want to talk about bizarre rotation moves, for the second time in this series, Wes Matthews barely plays the fourth quarter. I think he checked in at the nine something at the 940 mark and checked out at the 651 mark. After that, Jimmy Butler, for the second time this this, this series, Pours in a ton of points, a ton of offense. After West checks out, Jimmy puts up 10 points and dishes two assists. Really seals the win by himself. I just, this one, I, I'm just stuck. And I want to get to all the questionable things that we saw, both players and coaching-wise. This was exactly what happened game one. This is exactly the same thing. And we pointed it out then. It was inexplicable and inexcusable then. Like, it's it doesn't... It wasn't okay for that to happen then because you saw, everyone saw, how good of a job Wes Matthews did on Jimmy Butler the whole game, and he doesn't play and it all falls apart. The same thing happened, and he doesn't, he never checked back in, even when the game was over. He never checked back in. He sat out for the rest of the game, and Jimmy went off just like everyone knew he would. I, I actually, I can't even, I don't even, I can't even begin to process that. I don't even begin to understand the decision there. It just seems just entirely terrible. I I just, I don't have any other words. I really don't like, it's just happening one time in a series is inexcusable happening in this game with again, the season on the line, nobody comes back from three. Oh, I thought this team wouldn't come back from two Oh or Oh two. I should say because of just how poor they've looked. They certainly aren't coming back from three Oh, and you just don't play the one guy who's shown he can guard Jimmy Butler. I don't know. I have nothing. I have nothing except negativity for that decision. It's incomprehensible to me. You know what makes it worse, Ty? I, the, I didn't think it could get worse. Um, so we, we're talking about the fourth quarter here, right? That's because for the first three quarters of the game, 
the Bucks looked like they were starting to figure it out. Mostly the they third, really, but yes. Th- yeah, in the third quarter, they really started like they were looking... Well, they really started to look like they were figuring it out. We had we had some new actions that we hadn't really seen before with Giannis like operating at the nail and like yep. the offense just being unstoppable, apparently. Um, Giannis was locking in on defense. He was just absolutely dominating the quarter, the entire third quarter when he was playing. And it looked like... They they looked like themselves again. Hey, if you win this game, you're two one, and then what what do you do then? Then anything's possible, right? And then you go into the fourth quarter with a twelve point lead. So those first three quarters, they look they look like the old Bucks again. They won all three of the first quarters. Yeah, yep. each one. And and I didn't at halftime. I still didn't feel great. The third quarter, they just looked better. And again, a 12-point lead is a pretty big lead heading into one quarter to go. But go on. Yeah, it's just, it's a very sizable lead. And it shows that you were actually doing what needed to be done during the game. Like, you can't just build a 12-point lead out of nothing, right? They look like them their old selves again. It's just, and then the fourth quarter comes and they just decide to shit the bed. Yeah. You were saving up that that one curse all year. I didn't even it. realize that I used it right now. Proud of you. Um, yeah, I remember it tweeting at one point. Like you just you don't sit Chris and Giannis from here, and they still had like a ten point lead at this game. It seemed it's, it really seemed like they were gonna just coast to the end. I still did again. Ne- never at any point did I think they were gonna win the series during this game. But I was like, you know what? I think they're gonna they can sail this one to the end, and then hey, you're one game away from tying it up. I, I didn't believe in them winning the series, but I, I started to open the door. Like, I, you know when you kind of use your foot to, like, nudge a door? I was, like, trying yeah, to nudge a, the when, door hey, Quick joke. When's a, when's, a, when's a door, not a door? When? When it's a jar. Oh, I get it. That's solid. <laughs> um, <laughs> just derailed my whole... My terrible <laughs> analogy is ruined, Rohan. Um But, yeah, I, I started... I, you know, I, 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 I was ready to get hurt again, and I did. Um, they just, they look good. And I, and I remember thinking and, and saying publicly, you don't sit Chris and Giannis here. You just don't. If they get tired, you know what? Here's a secret. I don't, I don't know if the Milwaukee Bucks are aware of this. Take a playoff. Just go stand in the corner. Like I would rather have the guys on the court, even if they're not going to go hundred percent every possession than to be on the bench for several minutes. But of course that's what we got. Giannis sits for more than two minutes in the final frame. Chris Middleton plays eight minutes and 38 seconds in the fourth quarter. And it's just like, and they got beat with those guys on too. But, you know, maybe part of that is because only one of them was on for a significant portion of the quarter because they sat inexplicably. So that, let's see, how many guys played in this quarter? Nine. Nine guys could suit up. I mean, Corver for 16 seconds. But George Hill, Dante DiVincenzo plays nearly six minutes. Marvin Williams plays more than four minutes. It's just like, like why? Like why in this scenario of all? Why scenarios, is George Hill playing more than? I mean, not not necessarily George Hill. Why is like Eric Bledsoe playing more than Chris Middleton? Why why are both of them playing more than Chris Middleton or Wes Matthews? Like, there's one guy who's been able to guard Jimmy Butler in these moments, just one, and it's he's fine. He's unhurt. We got we confirmed that after game one. Nothing wrong. He's just whatever buds unintelligible quote was about sometimes a matchup and a rotation you go a different direction well sometimes you go a direction that takes you to being down 0-3 when it's completely avoidable and that's what's happened here can you tell i'm upset you 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 definitely are upset and it's warranted it's very warranted like honestly it yeah you're right to say that you're hurt it's 
it's just disappointing is the understatement of the century uh by what what we just witnessed we just saw a team a franchise maybe just collapse yeah yeah i mean jimmy butler scores 17 points in the fourth quarter 17 points two rebounds two assists again 10 points and both rebounds were after west checked out for the last time and some could have been before he got on the court. I'm, I don't know the exact the matchup there, but a lot of it came after he checked out. And does it seem like I'm harping on this a lot? It's because I am. I mean, it's just like it's such a microcosm of the bad, stupid, stubborn decisions that are made every single game for no I, – I don't know why. I don't have a reason. I mean, we got a quote from Vincent Goodwill from the postgame presser, I believe. Let me pull this up to get it right. But he basically said – that Chris and Giannis, Mike Budenholzer basically said, um, Chris and Giannis playing 35 to 30 minutes, six minutes is pushing the ceiling. I don't get that. I don't understand how that's possible. I mean, like both guys before, I mean, before Giannis turns the ankle, both guys are healthy, you know, no real injuries to speak of. I, I don't think they're inherently both players who happen to be unable to play more than that. I think they, I mean, we saw it under Jason Kidd. Who I mean, like the Jason Kidd Bucks might be up two one right now, inexplicably because oh Chris God. and Giannis would have been playing. Man, um, it's I'm not I I don't want Jason Kidd back to make that clear. I hate that that's probably true. It, it's uh, they at least have one win. I'm telling you, if those guys play 45 minutes a game, they're winning at least one game. Um, if it's because they didn't ramp up fast enough, guess what? That's because of the coaching staff not playing them enough. I mean, like I Kyle Lowry played. 46 think, and a half minutes. Yeah, the final 40, 6 minutes and 47 seconds were with five fouls. Yeah, so they're just like throw out the window all the excuses of foul trouble of, you know, the the uh, their efficiency is reduced. I mean, he made the one Too of the tired. best one of the best inbounds passes of all time to win them that game. They don't win that game if he doesn't play that many minutes. Look at the Bucks. The Bucks win some of these games. I think at least one. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Miami. The Bucks have Giannis, who's the best player in the series by far. He hasn't played. Uh, not like according to Myers Leonard. He just said that he he said in the postgame presser that the Heat have the best player in the series. At, I'm not going to sit here and say he's wrong. Hmm. They're up 3-0. Giannis has not played like the best player in the series. I will tell you that, and I don't think that's a hot take, but. He should be the best player in the series. And he's not on the floor for like a quarter or more worth of minutes every game. It's unbelievable. And it's cost them their season. And second time in a row that really inexplicably bad coaching has just sent the Bucks home. And again, not literally yet, but they're they're homebound on Sunday, folks. Uh, it's just hard to swallow. And I, I think what I want to get to, and I, well, there might be more coaching stuff that comes up, how would you feel if Mike Budenholzer was brought back as coach next season? Are you on board with that? No. Yeah, no, I'm really I'm not. I'm really no. I'm I'm here. I'm here. There's there's no way. Even I think I I can't remember who tweeted it, but like even if the Bucks win 12 in a row now, I would be disappointed if Bud came back. There's just yeah. there's no reason. There's and, no reason. There's a proven track record of not showing up when the moment matters the most when it matters the most there's no he has no track record 
of being a winner as a head coach? Really nothing. When it matters. When it matters, yeah. When it's like when it's when your backs are against the wall, when you need to win games in the playoffs, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have it in him. No, and I think I saw I think this would be if they lose Sunday, when they lose Sunday, it'll be the fourth time in the last six years a Budenholzer team lost four straight games at one point to obviously end their, their playoff run. I mean, that's, I think that's indicative. Um, the, and, and I don't even want to say an inability to adjust. I think it's a refusal to adjust because it's like, I, I, I truly, I don't think Mike Budenholzer is dumb. I don't think he's a dumb man. I think he is so firm in his conviction that he has to do things the certain way that has gotten all of these, quite frankly, not meaningless, but in the grand scheme of what the Bucks are trying to accomplish, nearly meaningless regular season wins. And because it's done so in this arena that is completely different than the playoffs, it, that's just got to be the way things are done. And I mean, I don't know how much evidence he needs to change his mind on that, but I, I've seen what I need to see as well. I, I think if they bring him back, I mean, how do you even enjoy the season as they run up another 50 to 60 wins, maybe even more? Who knows? Just, you know, everyone the whole time is going to be saying, yeah, they're going to lose when the first time they run into real adversity in the playoffs. And how am I going to disagree? Like, how am I going to believe anything different after seeing it happen two seasons in a row? It's just, I don't know. It's, it's truly just a wild thing that it's so apparently obvious like the Bucks need to play their best players more, need to cut down on the rotation, which they, they kind of got there more in this game. Yeah, they I mean, what, what is too it? too many guys. Pat played like one minute, I think. Kyle Korver played like five minutes. Pat, yeah, Pat played 30 seconds. Why even check him in? What's I the don't point? understand. What's I, the uh, point of playing 30 seconds? I, yeah, he's a minus one. I, just, I, I legitimately don't understand. Yeah, but uh, the, the thing, like he, a little closer, the rotation gets trimmed, but... It's Bledsoe and Hill playing 30 minutes and Dante and Marv playing more than 20 minutes and Giannis playing 35 and Chris Middleton playing. And Chris does end up fouling out, but... You know what's uh, funny? And you know what? He wouldn't have fouled out if he wasn't guarding Jimmy Butler for a long stretch of this game, which he should have been doing anyway. So that's wrapped up in a different bad decision in my book. Yeah. Giannis's minutes since game one have gone down. Oh, my goodness. Oh. That's nuts. What are you, 38 or 39? 30, 36-ish in, oh. in game one, 35-and-a-half-ish in game two, and now uh, uh, hair under 35 in game three. Yeah, it's just – and, you know, it, someone could look at this and go look at his plus-minus. Uh, was he negative again tonight? He's been yep. negative in most of the series. Um, yeah, minus 13. You, this this is where plus minus gets a little noisy because you can't watch that third quarter and say not having Giannis on the floor is the answer. Yeah, he dominated in that one quarter for sure. Terrible first half, really passive, really struggling to finish. And again, maybe held up by the ankle. I don't know. I'm not. If, if My thing usually with players, if you're out there, you're able to play. So it, it is what it is. Um, I think the biggest issue with Giannis he still hasn't made the adjustments to the wall personally. He's still not getting passes off quickly enough all the time. He's still coming in with a loose handle and some of these blind spin moves when he knows guys are around him. Uh, he's still not comfortable enough with the jumper, barely even attempted fadeaways in this entire series. It, it, some of it doesn't on the team for sure. Not saying it's all on Giannis. There should have been better schemes. He should have been used better, 
But when you're a player of that caliber, you should really use yourself better too. And he just didn't. So that's also disappointing. I think I just find that less inexplicable than some of the bad coaching decisions. Um, but that again, also, I mean, again, he dominated the third quarter, can still be an utterly dominant player at times. He was not that consistently in this series, though. Yeah, yeah, doesn't he, he definitely wasn't. He wasn't consistent. He wasn't really, you know, th- there's, there's a lot to put blame on him, too, like like you were saying. I don't know. I'm just, I'm frustrated right now. I can barely talk. Um, you want to hear, we're, we're seeing some more post-game information trickling in. You wanna, oh, brother. You wanna, I, I love that we're going to get it live. We kind of we got delayed a little bit, and I started to do some technical problems. That's going to make it so much better. So, um, apparently, this is from Matt Velasquez. Uh, Giannis responding to a question from Eric Name. Lots of reporters in here. Uh, Giannis said, I feel great. Yeah, I could play more. Uh, you know, it's all. Oh, solid. brother. So, uh, but I, th- I heard his ceiling was 35 to 36 minutes. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But apparently, uh, you want to know what uh, Mike Budenholzer is thinking? Uh, just, just in the grand scheme of things. So apparently, uh, this is from Tim Bontemps. Mike Budenholzer just said the Bucks had won six quarters in a row entering the fourth quarter tonight. So that's their rationale oh for what they're doing. Oh my bro! Uh, oh my God! How many games did they win, Mike? Come on! What kind of yeah. weird thinking the, the, is that? Those two quarters that they lost in the two games were, were by a combined thirty-six points. Oh my bro! That's politics talk. That's uh, that's literally that's like. Look how many jobs have been created in the last, you know, Ooh. since the pandemic started, <laughs> minus two weeks. That's what that is. Oh. We created a million jobs and unemployment's at a record high. Get out of here with that. Come on. Yep. What a crossover they've, that was by me. We're going to get six quarters in a row, Ty. Oh, my. Oh, brother. Look at our. Look at our. Oh. oh. That's the head and, and coach. Then, of the and Milwaukee then what Park. happened? And yep. then what happened? You're down oh. 03. Oh, you know, I might need to. I, I think I talked about this last time. I might need to stress eat. You, you, Rohan, you might as well. Everybody listening, you guys might too. And you you can't count on the bucks right now, but you have counted on restaurants. You can continue to do so, and they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're all still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off set. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off plus zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on that first order. All you got to do is download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's promo code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And the weekend is coming up, a long weekend. We're all going to really need it. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL with NFL Sunday TV. You can stream every live out of market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus red zone and direct TV fantasy zone channels are there. You will never miss your favorite teams and your favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday TV is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. 
Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. The ad reads the only thing bringing me back. I'm disgusted. I am Principal Skinner from the Simpsons meme just judging what I saw tonight. And I think I don't love to hate the Bucks. You know, I, I like I like the Bucks. I yeah, want the what, Bucks what to did, do well. What did, what did the Bucks and Bucks fans do to deserve this? Like, I don't know. I'm what, sick. I think Adam McGee, friend of the pod, just friend in general. Friend of, yeah. yeah, friend of good people everywhere. Honestly. Always follow, always follow what Adam does. Um, I think he summed it up perfectly. I don't have his exact tweet pulled up right now. But it's like it took Bucks fans so long to get to this point where they're actually like winning games, theoretically. Um, but just it's just painful, especially from an outsider's perspective like his. You wait so long to get here and now just now just all the talk is about Giannis leaving. Yeah. Because um, you're you're not winning the title. And not even coming close. I mean, it, it don't, I, I don't want to say it's warranted. I, they, I I watched the game on mute for my own sake. I heard they talked about his free agency at Mid-game? length. And, no, yeah, you and, know what the best part was? was you know, they were doing it during his third quarter run. I, yeah, it's I mean, that, that's gross. Don't do that. But, like, it's going to be a story again. Like, he's not, I, I don't think, for various reasons... I don't think that Supermax is getting inked. Um, the Bucks ownership took that tampering fine for no reason when they said they would offer it to him right away a year or so ago. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying for sure he's leaving, but it's going to be a topic. And I mean, justifiably so. This is this is abhorrent playoff performance. We have some more stuff from. This is from former host of the pod and current friend of the pod, Kane Pittman. Uh, Budenholzer says Giannis was ticked off by the medical staff. I don't know. I don't know if that means the same in Australian as it does in American, but maybe. Uh, with his ankle, and it didn't impact how he was used throughout the game. So the ankle, apparently not part of the minutes consideration. George Hill says we might as well make history. First time in a bubble. First time a team can come back from being 3-0. They're saying the right stuff. Sure. Good. Good. I, I guess it's good. They're not saying, you know, I got airfare back to my ranch on Sunday. But I don't know. Um what other disappointment? Should we do a positive? Or what, what, what do you? What's on your mind? We can go anywhere. Well, I mean, it's hard to ignore that if it wasn't for a collapse, this would be a two-one series. I know that's a lot to ask for, right? <laughs> like, if like you don't two-one Miami, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If you don't like literally have the worst fourth quarter in playoff history. By the way, no, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, I think uh, Tim Reynolds, uh, Miami Heat reporter, confirmed that. Uh, just the is the worst uh, margin of a fourth quarter playoff game uh, NBA fitting. history. It's li- literally the worst collapse ever. Twenty seven points was the difference, forty to thirteen. One just, point for every three the Rockets missed in that game, whatever it was. Oh yeah, game six. Six, I think six. Yeah, yeah. I had to slander somebody else. I haven't. I, I can't slander anybody except the Bucks right now. I had to. I had to diversify my portfolio. It's but. okay. Maybe maybe we'll get some rocket slander later because they are currently playing the Lakers. Um, uh, yeah. So if it wasn't for like literally the worst collapse of all time in the playoffs, this they would win this game. Excuse me. Um, so it's it's hard to hard to say. I don't think they're. I think they probably might win on Sunday. Oh, I don't think so. You don't think I, so? 
Why? I mean, like, I, I, I just, I mean, they, they've had one good quarter, and they followed it up. And, I, I mean, they've been okay. I mean, they won however many quarters. Sure, fine. Congrats. Um, it's very nice. You can hang it up next to all of the other stupid banners that we make fun of poverty franchise teams for being excited about things. Um, it, they played one really good quarter. I think where they looked like the dominating bucks that we've seen, like we saw probably a couple scattered quarters of it against Orlando too, but this is their first great quarter. I think they played in this series and they followed it up with the worst playoff collapse in league history. So no, I don't, I don't really expect them to win a game. I, they, again, what have they shown us aside from the one quarter that they immediately followed with the worst bedwetting possible to inspire that kind of confidence. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm always a believe it when I see it kind of guy. Like even with like rookies every year, I'm always like Zion, a big difference maker. No, I don't think so. I got to see it first. I got to see it. He's probably going to be good, but I don't, I don't believe a guy's going to be a star. The only exception was Luca. Um, I had to just sneak one little W for myself in there amidst all these L's, but yeah, I'm not going to believe they're going to win a game in this series until I see it. I know they're very close tonight. And very close in game two, although that was Miami's fault. Um, it, it's, it does make it, I think, worse that they were either tied or in a lead late-ish in the fourth quarter, both of the last two games, and they somehow managed to lose both in a way. And, and game two was closer, but they shouldn't have been in the position. Anyway, they managed to lose game three in a way that just took any sort of positivity out of the building entirely. Yeah, I think their last lead tonight, uh, like it ended at the 420 mark, nice in the fourth quarter. Blaze it. I know, honestly, because then it went 100 to 99, because they just let it, Miami Heat, nah, fun puns. And then they, I tried to make a joke there and it didn't really come out of my <laughs> mouth well. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it, up until the four minute and 20 second mark, they had a lead. And this was in the fourth quarter. So it's like, it's. I don't want to say it's doable because it's probably not doable to win this series. I mean, again, from Kane Pittman, Giannis is saying, we can do it. We've done things that nobody believed in us we can do. I believe in my teammates. I trust my teammates. I love my teammates, and I want my teammates to be confident. I'm confident we can do it. Like That's great. Good. Sure, win a game, you know? Just one. One would be nice. If they don't get swept, I'll take the series as a win. Really? I mean, no. <laughs> no, I'm calling you on that. Come on. Come on. The bar I, is so far under the floor, it might be messing with your plumbing. Honest, if if okay. that's a win. It's not. It's a win at this point. Okay. I, I don't know. I, at this point, I'm just, it's a win. I'm looking at the game chart for this right now, and it's like tied for a bit. Miami has two less than five-point leads. Bucks have a lead for a lot of the, the uh, first quarter couple small Miami leads at the end of the first. And then it's like all huge green 10 to 12 point leads, except for one, one point Miami lead in the third before the bucks went crazy. And then it just flips so viciously hard. I just, yeah, it just, it, it felt, you know, I, I went into this, this game and you know, this, if you listen to the last pod, I went into this game thinking they're done and they're not going to win a game this game or maybe a game in the series. And they just like, they didn't, they didn't prove me wrong. And I think that's the frustrating thing about the bucks in this postseason is they, they proved everybody who doubted them. Right. Like a hundred percent. Right. And 
it's frustrating because they, they really made it seem like they weren't going to do that. They, they really had us convinced. I mean, Chris has Chris starts off strong tonight but ends up with 18 points on 16 shots. Not terrible. He, he and Brooke Lopez carried the Bucks for some points. Brooke was great again. Uh, Brooke puts up 22 points, 6 rebounds, 3 turnovers, 1 steal, 2 blocks, and 38 minutes. Brooke led the, the game in minutes, or the, the team in minutes, excuse me. Uh, and he played really well. Uh, shouts to Brooke Lopez. Future building block for the Bucks, I'm sure. Um, but, but, and I don't think many people were like super low on Brooke Lopez. So that's not really a, a W in the defiant or like at least maintaining expectations category, but like Giannis wasn't good enough and he wasn't good enough against the kind of wall we knew he would see. Chris hasn't consistently been good enough. Although I wouldn't, he's low on my problem list, but he, he hasn't been good enough, but has been abysmal. Um, the, the bench guys was decent. Yeah, yeah, Dante was good, and I think the when they were playing well, I think the difference was he's one of the few guys who's athletic and fast enough to actually like penetrate through that Miami defense while he it's can stunting. he can keep momentum going. He's one of those players. And, well, he, sometimes he'll fumble it away, but he'll at least try. Yeah, I mean, like obviously, but uh, yeah, he, he'll make he'll make winning plays when your team is on a run, and that's when he gets his confidence up. I think like giving more minutes, like twenty minutes, to Dante is probably better for his development because you're you know just letting him actually play, which you know can't hurt his confidence. I can't believe we're talking about developing Dante right now, or at least yeah, I am. The, he's know. the start and finish of their young core, Rohan. Oh this my is, god! Uh, saddle up, buddy! Oh my goodness! This is it. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Who's the next youngest buck? DJ? <sighs> probably. I think it has to be. It's got to be. It's probably DJ, and then there's like a bunch of them who are around 25. Yeah. Like I just Giannis got, is I younger just got than Frank Mason. so sad. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is something I've been thinking a lot about. Watching Toronto and even Miami, they have so many guys who are like undrafted or first, second, third year rookies and they're contributing, and you can tell they're going to be rota- at least rotational guys. You know, they're going to be rotational guys for a long time. And the Bucks have like Dante. That's it. That's the young core, and that's why I, I pushed back on it when Zach Lowe and others said the Bucks are old. But I totally get it now. Like they really don't have that. And it's hard to do. It's hard to do when you're contending, especially if you have to bring in a bunch of vets because you've blown so many draft picks over the last. I mean, what are their good draft picks? Dante and Giannis. Yeah. On the roster still? That's about it, right? I think, yep. am I missing someone? Nope. No. No, nope. no. They, they traded or signed everyone else. So that's the issue. I mean, when you blow all but two draft picks over a decade, it does make it pretty tough. And, and we've seen that. Um, and we are seeing that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to do this yet. But at some point, clearly, we're going to have to do a, like, what's next podcast. And it's going to be a lot of guessing because we don't know, you know, who's available or what's available. But I think we can agree on step number one. Uh, is step number one just cry? <laughs> no, that's step zero. We're already there. Ah, uh, okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me. I would um, have Darvin Ham coach game four. That's what I was going to say. If, At this if point. That's literally what I was thinking in my head as you said that, because if the first candidate that comes to mind in my head is Darvin Ham. Give him, give, him give him a head start on proving it. And actually give him the job if he impresses, which the Nets didn't do with Jacques Vaughn. Try to steal Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn. I was, yeah, that was going to be my next point. Try and steal Jacques Vaughn, honestly. Ty Lue hasn't finalized with Philly yet. Wait, that's a thing? Yeah, no, it's the, they're just negotiating. They didn't, what? They, didn't, they haven't done it. Yeah, still available. Wait, I didn't know he was... Did I just miss this? 
No, yeah. And so the the first tweet from John Johnson or whoever, I think that's a real name, came out that they were like close on a deal, but then he had to clarify that like they they didn't sign it, like they're just negotiating. Huh. So okay. that's I mean for anyone listening. Um, yeah, news story today from the Inquirer. Are the Sixers listening as Ty Lue gets coaching endorsement from current boss Doc Rivers? So, so yeah, he's still technically available. People are low on Ty Lue because, you know, he was LeBron's coach, and he kind of looks a little goofy sometimes. Somebody, it's just, you know, he's kind of, it's, and he did the step over and all this, but great coach, phenomenal Honestly, coach. If you go back yes. and watch the 2016 finals, he coached the pants off Steve Kerr, like, they won because, in part, because Giannis and Kyrie were just so much better than anybody else. LeBron, but or yes, <laughs> I'm seeing the future here. Um, probably not. Let's move on. Um, thank you for the catch. Um, but Tyloo absolutely is a great, great coach. I mean, he he coached the pants off Bud once too. Let us not forget. Um, clearly, those those Hawks teams were outgunned, but they just got thoroughly embarrassed by by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I think 2016 that was. Um, and yeah, I, I think that would be the number one on the list, but yeah, I mean, at this point, honestly, and this is probably disrespectful, but I think it's merited. Like I would, I would applaud the decision if Darvin Ham coached game four. Like I just, it, it just seems irredeemable for me with Bud. Like I, I didn't, this wasn't something I've been rooting for. I mean, long, long time listeners and, and for everyone who's new, welcome. I, I think we're seeing a uh, plenty of new folks check out the pod. We're not normally this like King's Landing as it burns from Dragonfire ish, <laughs> but I think circumstances dictate it. Um, but please join us, like subscribe if you haven't. Like we're we're gonna be here no matter what, covering all things Bucks. Oh yeah, always, um, always, always. Uh, that's for the culture. But um, it's way too early to do this coaching stuff, I'm sure. But I would, I, I think, like after this game and this whole series, but this game in particular, I think really like drove it home for me because it's just the same game one mistake again. It's not even like a pivotal thing to Bud's ideology, right? Like playing Wes Matthews, what would it have been if he played 10 minutes instead of three minutes? He would have played 30 minutes. He played 21 <laughs> minutes in this game. Playing Wes Matthews 30 minutes does not go against anything that Bud stands for as yeah, a coach. Maybe, it's just maybe, a stupid thing. Yeah, maybe if Wes Matthews plays like 10 more minutes, maybe Jimmy Butler doesn't outscore the Bucks in the fourth quarter, you know? Yeah. Certainly possible. And Jimmy's great. Like, Jimmy might have done it anyway. I don't want to take anything away from Miami. And we should note also, um, this is a negative for the Bucks. Kelly Olynyk out for this game, and Myers Leonard just was not it in this game. Oh, no, he and got toasted. He was terrible. And Bam Adebayo is in foul trouble for a lot of it. So those things certainly helped the Bucks get back in. And I think the Bucks got, at least for the first two and a half quarters, got a pretty favorable whistle as well. I think Butler started to get a lot of fouls, and he'll do that. He's, he's one of those players, but... Um, but yeah, a lot of things going for the Bucks tonight, and they still just regurgitated just chunks all over the court uh, in the fourth quarter. Sorry for the imagery, folks, but I mean it's that's what it was. It really was. It's just I can't stress how like Ty, what were you feeling as that fourth quarter was going on? Because for me, it was a slow drip of wait, are they gonna lose? I, is this is this a close game? Oh my god, they're gonna lose, aren't they? Oh my god, they lost. That's that was my progression watching that fourth quarter. What what was what were you thinking? So I'm I'm a process over results guy, uh, and not not a Sixers joke, but 
but in all things, hey, at truly, least we're like, not as bad. Sixers got swept in the first round. That's a win. Let's not stop calling things wins. <laughs> we're taking L's. Just accept the L's. We're not getting W's, right? No, well, I, I shouldn't say. It. I think we're crushing it. I, like, oh, we're yeah. doing a good job, and we're doing our jobs. We're coming through. Um, the Bucks are, but the Bucks are not collecting W's right now in any facet. But, um, well, my my thought progression in the I can't even like think straight. My thought progression in the fourth quarter was. At first, like Giannis and Chris are both out there, and I was like, okay, I think, like I said, I think they're going to take this home. I, I'm not ready to say it's a series. I, I think game, obviously, game four then becomes super pivotal, which is, I mean, that's how it works when you go down 0 2. Every, every game after that is super pivotal. But I was like, okay, I think they can take it home. And then Giannis sits for Marvin Williams, and I'm like, oh, I don't love that. But I, I mean, his ankle, and maybe something with his knee. I mean, maybe he gets a couple minutes. Okay. And then it starts, and I'm like, uh, I mean, get Giannis back out there. And then Chris sits for a while. And, and I notice no Wes Matthews as Jimmy Butler starts to heat up. And that's when it dawned on me. I was like, they might end up winning this game. And even if they did, the process that's getting them through this fourth quarter is just so terrible. They're still losing the series. So I, I, I think I lost hope a little bit faster just seeing like the choices that were made. But certainly, yeah, it was a, a progression, kind of like sliding down a mountaintop face first of like, oh, yeah, this is going to get worse, isn't it? Like, you could kind of feel it coming. And, and then, like, you, you hit the ground and some trees or whatever. And you're like, yep, yeah, it's, we are here now, aren't we? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a great, that's a great visual. <laughs> just, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just that imagining Bud just doing that. Uh, Classic Bud face being made the whole, the whole way God, down. God, I can't wait to... Ugh. I it's I don't know it just it clicked for me this game that it's impossible for Bud to return. I think I was there last game, but this game, like like it's I said earlier, it just drove it. It's home. impossible. Yeah. yeah, I just like I there's no way to get amped up about the next season. And and I assume Giannis is staying for next season. I, I don't think he forces his way out. I don't think the Bucks ever trade him unless they have to. So that means like this next one is like this season. And and this season was built up as that because obviously he could have signed the Supermax and then made it not a conversation, it being him leaving for years and years and years. And and that's not happening from the cap crisis and uh, with COVID and, and also like the crisis that is the Bucks' performance right now. Those two crises, one obviously more real world important than the other, <laughs> but still both important in this particular discussion. Um, but now next year, it's like, he could just walk. Like, it's not like he could force his way out or he'll be one year away. Like they have one more season. Yeah. If that, they might not. I think they will though. They'll have one I think more I, season. I, I, yes. I, I agree. I think they have one more season. It's the last dance, man. Like you got to go all out. So that's why I hinted this earlier. You make whatever moves you have to make. There is nobody you who's safe go, aside yeah. from Giannis. Like, yeah. This is it. And there's people who are going to maybe say after this, you know, he didn't perform. Is he worth it? All this, all that. Don't be stupid. Yes, he is. He's worth all of it. He's got some warts. Every great player does. No one's literally perfect. Um, you just you, you you do time. whatever you can. Oh, Rohan. Oh, sweet Rohan. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you go all out. And I think I, I don't know what, like, the player movement Parts of that are that we have no idea who's going to be available, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's li- yeah, yeah. 
I, but the coaching part is eminently obvious, at least the first half. And I think there are some good candidates for the second half, but the first half, it's a must. And literally, like if Darvin Ham was like, I don't believe in all these things, I could get on board with that. Like if it was just some assistant we didn't really know anything about who was not going to coach the same way, like, I could are, get on board with what that. Are these, it just, it, what are these cookie-cutter assistants' names for the uh, Bucks? What is it? One of them's like Patrick St. Andrews, right? Yeah, and then there's uh, like, really, maybe. Let me Google. How about <laughs> I didn't just make someone up? Uh, Josh Longstaff. Oh no, that's a. I'm gonna have to cut that out. That's a completely different name. I got that from my day job. <laughs> I'm gonna have to just bleep that. Sorry, person. I, I just docked someone on accident. Um, that's so funny. Um, okay. Uh, really, it sounded like a coach. Um. But yeah, no, uh, it can't be Bud, it can't be Jason Kidd, probably can't be Larry Drew, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty open. Um, it, it'd be hard it probably for me to say it's can't be Larry Drew. Yeah, probably not. I think the Cavs would have quit basketball, um, but, and like, probably not like John Bayline. Like, there's some guys who I'll say no to. Yeah. Um, any but, college but coach. mostly, yeah, Mark Jackson. And actually, but, no, not any college coach, because like, some Stackhouse. Coaches. Bennett. Tony Bennett from the eh, Virginia Cavaliers, yeah. maybe, man, it'd, it'd be better. Yeah, I can't be Bud, can't be Jason Kidd. Those are my hard nose. You know, I could probably psych myself up from Mark Jackson, honestly. No, Tide, please. It, it could please. be better. No, it could be better. No, that's where I'm at. Yeah, no. see, you're not as far down this as I am. No, Tide, you did not just say Mark Jackson. It's it's a double win because I think he'd be better in this situation. No, and and he wouldn't no call games situation anymore. In which Mark, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm drawing the line. There's no situation <laughs> in which Mark freaking Jackson, the homophobe himself, is okay, just a, that's yeah okay. I forgot just, about that. No, that, but and also like just just he's, he's just bad. <laughs> he's terrible coach. I'm not saying he's good, but I'm. I mean, we talked about bars and where they're at relative to the floor. And I'm like the core of the earth. Yeah, and if, <laughs> oh my goodness, if Mike Budenholzer is the core of the earth, Mark Jackson went out the <laughs> other side of the planet <laughs> and is floating in space. <laughs> I needed this. I needed this. Um, game four strategy. Uh, no one gets seriously hurt. Look like you care for at least three and a half quarters. Maybe win the game. Yeah. I mean, the only way that I, that I would believe that they have a chance, and I don't think I don't think I will no matter what, but, like, if we saw Chris and Giannis come out and play, like, 44 minutes and a seven- or eight-man rotation, you know, maybe I'll, like, start to sniff around believing again, but I, I don't think we're going to see it. I, I just, like, why now? If you're not going to do it at this point, why now? Um, I'd get, I'd be jacked if Darvin Ham coached. That's really where I'm at. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Giannis needs to be better. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not all schematic with him. He does have to just play better. Um, but he, he hasn't and the team hasn't and everyone's pretty much except Brooke Lopez and some other guys are, are underperforming and everything just kind of stinks. Yeah. Everything is just, it just feels gray and it feels bleh, you know? Yeah, that's that's really all I can say from this game or just from this series so far. The Bucks have just looked—they look like a moldy piece of bread that you forgot about under a fridge. 
That's great. That's a great comp. Uh, yeah, they're uninspiring. And you know what? You know what the must is on the player side. I misspoke. There is one obvious must. Okay. I think Michael Jordan said, in his epic last dance thing, if that meant I had to get in someone's ass sometimes, I would do it. And we all know what he meant. Let's not be childish. But <laughs> they need somebody like that. They need somebody who's going to yell at guys more. Like somebody should be yelling at players who aren't performing. And I don't think they have that. And you can be held accountable without a guy like that. But like a guy like that being like Jimmy Butler is a great example. Like Jimmy Butler is infamous for this. I'd rather have too much of that than too little of that. Because like these, some of these spurts, they just like look so uninspired and unfocused. And some of that I think comes from a lack of direction from the coaching staff. I think player wise too. I think like we saw a little bit of it from Marvin Williams, but Marvin Williams is like such a role player new to the team. It's hard for him to do that much. Like they need a core guy who will like yell at you if you're not doing the job. And a lot of people are high on Chris Paul as that guy. Maybe I think he's a little washed now, but you think you're a year too late there, but as annoying as he is, he is one of those guys. You know, I just, I just thought of the perfect uh, candidate for the Bucks coaching job. Who? OJ Mayo. Bring him back. (laughs) Make him like a special consultant. Like KG was. Honestly, get him a hoodie that never leaves his head like that. that <laughs> I'm okay with that for Uncle Juice. No, make him an assistant coach. Yeah, I suppose if he wants or to. Make if he's him not still coach. banned from the league. No, I, he's uh, an, I don't think he is. Yeah, I think he's eligible to come back. I it was two just... years, like five years ago. Washed. But yeah. <laughs> I miss OJ, man. Uh, he was one of those guys. They had was... a lot of those guys. They had Jared Dudley. Mm-hmm. Only, only reason he's still in the league, man. Yeah, he's. It, I, oh, please don't. That was a weird noise. Please don't tell me that you're part of the Jared Dudley slander too. What do you mean? Like, he's not good. He's not good, but he's not like terrible. He's just become the poster child for like, oh, if this guy's in the league, I can. You know, he might be there performing. I don't. I don't think he can really play anymore. I, I, he gets jobs because of he's Jared Dudley in the locker. I'm very convinced of that. That's fair. That's not even a slight. I, I I don't think Jared Dudley would even do I mean, he works hard. I'm not saying he's not obvious. Like, you know, he's handing me my hey. buns in one-on-one. Like, I'm not, I'm not dumb. Hey, thanks to Jared but, Dudley, we have Giannis. Because he, he told Jason Kidd to start him over him. Should have told him to let him shoot some threes, too. Did you see that video of Giannis' rookie year oh shooting for him? Oh, my God. Sick. Absolutely sick. I think the person who posted it said whoever, whoever, like we all don't know, whoever had Giannis change his form cost the Bucks a title absolutely disgusted watching it it was it, it looks beautiful it looks uh who did it remind me of it didn't it's Somebody not said wiggins wiggins a little bit honestly it it wasn't the the comp right away is like kevin durant maybe but it didn't look like that it wasn't that fluid no because katie no is that Kate, fluid yeah katie is yeah. just he's he's kevin durant you know <laughs> he is indeed yeah durantula he mm-hmm. he he turned down so many great nicknames. Slim Reaper is amazing. Slim Reaper and Durantula are I'm not both e- top I'm not tier. even a big fan of Durantula. Just Slim Reaper is perfect. And and he, well, we can we can certainly agree they're both miles better than the servant. I forgot. I blocked that. Out of my that mind. was his. That was his <laughs> self-appointed. Out, call me the servant. Shut up. Oh, <laughs> terrible. Almost as bad as when a certain small segment of Bucks Twitter or Bucks Reddit or whatever said Giannis's nickname shouldn't be the Greek freak. It should be Alphabet Soup. Get out. He's got one. No, it's he, fine. he was, uh, that's what they call him in China. 
Alphabet Man, oh. I think. He oh, even, yeah, they, well, the Chinese nicknames are great. He even had an Alphabet Soup uh, uh, version of his uh, Freak One, if you remember. Oh, I don't. That's cool. I, it, China's different. China, they get different nicknames. Do you know what they call Steph in Chinese? Wait, what? Sky Effer. <laughs> you know what the Effer word is. I'm serious. I'm hard, not 100% sure. <laughs> haven't looked it up in years. But his in, in Chinese, his nickname there translates to... Because that's, that's what he does on offense, man. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that is great. They that, should sh- shout to Chinese year. NBA fans. They should they, call Absolutely, year. they should. <laughs> Could you imagine on TNT, like Shaq just casually on air calling him Sky Effer? And Ernie's like, Shaq, we're live. And Shaq says his old f- famous line of, I don't give a S. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad we had some levity to close. Yeah. It it feels nice to you know be able to laugh a little bit. Honestly, it feels nice to smile. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, oh. Yeah, I think I think I think that that helped cool me down. I think I'm about done. I'm still firm in all my convictions. Oh yeah, um, Bucks suck. Honestly, yeah, they yeah, suck. Fairly. That's my analysis. They suck. Yeah, they need major change. There's no two ways around it. You can't afford to run it back. You really can't. Oh my God! We spent this entire year saying how they were better than last year's team. Yeah, we looked dumb, but I, I, we weren't the only ones who got suckered into it. I don't think, but yeah, we look kind of dumb now. We were wrong. Uh, we we got I sold mean, a maybe, false bill of actually, goods. Actually, to be to be fair, talent wise, they still are better. Yeah, and and they never they never got it back in the bubble. Like they looked like a much different team during the year. And I don't want to make excuses. They're not that team right now, but. Something something was just off, and we were still wrong. Because I think we both thought they were going to get it together sooner rather than later during the seeding games, and they just didn't. And who knows? Who knows how much goes into it? We're not going to sit here and speculate all day. All we can do is talk about what is happening and what's going to happen. And, yeah, I don't think anything good on Sunday. My prediction is that get the brooms out, man. I'm not going to say that. I don't think I don't think they get swept. I really don't. I think they win it and then they lose. By how, about, like 50. how about we do a – let's do a fun challenge slash bet. Okay. If they get swept, you have to post uh, a selfie of you doing a classic Budenholzer face, and if if they if they win, I'll do it. Okay, I'm down. And like, do a side by side. So like, pick a crazy Bud face, and you just have to recreate then, it. Yeah. Okay, I'm down. I'll Let's do spice it. it up. Let's give us something to care about in this game. <laughs> Besides <laughs> the integrity of and professionalism of the Bucks, which is already I don't kind of oh the, that's out the window. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's let's have some stakes here. Yeah. Okay. I accept. Alrighty. Well, we got something to look for. We might have a special guest for that pod. I forgot to tell you that. Well, we'll brief after. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> cool. I'm looking forward to knowing. <laughs> oh, brother, I'm the worst. Nice. This is a brief glimpse into what Rohan has to deal with no, on a daily to weekly basis. It's all good. This is a 2:30 game on ABC. Oh, brother. Afternoon game? That actually kind of... no nap game. Oh, brother. This is actually... This is not related to the what's at hand. That actually throws my Sunday plans into a little bit of a flux, but that's okay. I'm coming back early from a trip to go out on a boat, which it's a, it's, a, it's a smaller... It's like a pontoon boat. It's like socially distanced from other people, all that. Just so everyone knows, we take COVID seriously on this podcast. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, please wear your masks. Yes, please wear the mask, folks. But I'm coming back early from this boat trip so I can watch this game. You know how disappointing. You know how hard it is to explain to a significant other. <laughs> Aren't they down three? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, 
do you want to? Like, I don't really want to, but I can't not be there for the wrap up. It's like, ah, oh. it's just, it's disappointing all around. Yeah. It's bleeding I'm, over I'm into my mo- actual life. I'm moving this weekend. So, You're, oh. <laughs> so it really, it throws a meaningful wrench into your plans. Oof. Yeah. Nah, I'll be able to, I'll, I, I got this. Yeah. But well, we have real stakes. So on, on sometime mm-hmm. next week, maybe on maybe on Labor Day. We it's are Labor Day, literally right? just discussing our post pod plans right now on air. <laughs> <laughs> but on the the next day, we can whoever loses has to post their bud face. So that's something. Yeah, that is fair. That is something to look forward to. Well, I think. Well, it's, uh, wow, we are we have been talking for a while. Yeah, it's time to time uh, to mosey on out, hit the dusty trail. Yeah. But we always you 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 jinxed us I did before jinx the us. pod. I did say uh, we're, uh, this we're not is probably going to be yeah we're not going an hour. This is probably going to be a short one. Here we are at the fifty-five. You're the Paul Pierce of identifying oh, podcast. No, don't insult lengths. me like that. <laughs> don't call me pod Paul. In Thirty Pierce. minutes, fifty-three minutes. <laughs> okay, let's just wrap this up. Uh, um, yeah. Well, to you, the listener, if you actually uh, are enjoying this, I think we're having a mental breakdown. <laughs> I, I think if if you actually are enjoying this, uh, thank you uh, for sticking around till the end, and thank you in general for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Great Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you tell all your family and friends about the show as well so they can live the pain with you. Or if you're like a Heat fan listening to this and just absorbing our pain, you know what? More power to you, you know? Honestly, like I respect it. Um, make sure you're subscribed though. Help, yeah, help, subscribe. Help cook the books. Like, yeah, honestly, if you're if you're enjoying our pain, at least help us out a little bit. Like I'm giving you respect, you know? Uh So, yeah, again, just make sure you check out all the content across the entire Blue Wire podcast network. The entire network is killing it right now. So make sure you're checking everything out. As we are discussing, uh, Ty and I will be back with you after Sunday's matinee, maybe end of the season for the Milwaukee Bucks. Wow, that's depressing to say. Um, Mm. But before I let you go, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. Well, the NBA and NHL are in full swing for the playoffs. Maybe someone should tell the Milwaukee Bucks about that. Uh, but our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. Maybe, maybe they can help out the Milwaukee Bucks. Maybe, maybe Bud is visiting you know, Bet Online. Who knows? Uh, good for him. Make sure you use code BlueWire. Uh, MLB season is pushing into the fall and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports and remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.